This is a Human Collective Podcast. This is episode eight. Hello humans, this is a Human Collective podcast with me, Ross Taylor. For 30 minutes each week, I'll be chatting to my friends in arguably, but not so much arguably anymore, the weirdest industry on planet Earth, TV and film. This week I was joined by RTS Futures chair, content creator and host of his very own comedy podcast, Connor Finn. Now Connor has just finished a stint with Joe in Dublin and has been using the lockdown experience to start his very own podcast, interviews and after his very first episode the podcast was already on the charts making the top 20 irish comedy interview podcast list awesome and now check out his podcast or you can just give him a wee creep on insta uh, but first enjoy a chat where two podcast hosts ballot out for conversational superiority whilst admitting our love for the drink enjoy connor how's it going man good to see you hello sir how's it going <laughs> Very good, I, very this, good. This, I mean, this, this is, is a very, very loaded strange. question. This is strange. It's strange. Of course it's strange, okay? We both started off. Do you know what the problem is, Connor, right? We're both podcast hosts, okay? So we're both used to fucking hosting this shit, okay? So now, you know, for once in your life, you have to sit back and let me do all the legwork, okay? That, that suits me fine. Yeah, I'll do that. I know, even there, I tried to answer and I was like... What? How am I? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine, by the way. Yeah, just in case anybody's worried. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, now, now, Connor, before um, before you started your podcast, um, and now I'm not just, I'm not saying this is this is this is a few things. I mean, I heard mutterings and rumors like since I shaved my head, I was like the Joe Rogan of the TV and film <laughs> podcasts, and and I I don't know, like I just heard that. I'm not saying it's just something I heard. You know what I mean? Um. What are your thoughts on that? Did you hear any mutterings about that? I don't hear them as much anymore since your podcast came out. Um, well, yeah, I suppose um, I did hear mutterings, um, little birds everywhere. But um, considering that I am in the like actual depths of Armagh, like I am so far out of the way that um, anything I do here is probably just through smoke signals, really. Um, so uh, it, it may have been lost in translation some parts you know some people may have picked it up different kind of Chinese whisper situation yeah um, but yeah. Uh, yeah but I mean I'll take your word for it um, Joe, the, the Joe Rogan um, podcast yeah no, mate, it's definitely it's definitely a thing I promise you um, so Connor how um, how's everything been going with yourself since uh, since lockdown happened and um, sort of talk me through the origin of your podcast and kind of how it all came together yeah, absolutely. Um, so everything's been going grand for me during lockdown. Um, I have been one of those bastards. I'm allowed to swear in this, aren't I? Of course, say whatever you want. Oh. Cunt shit, dick. There you go. <laughs> Thank fuck. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so um, kind of I've been one of those people during lockdown where I find myself with a bit of time on my hands. Luckily, still got kept with work, but from working remotely, I kind of went, 
well for this um there's some things i've always wanted to do one of them being a podcast um and it kind of took me on the longest part i think was trying to figure out what i wanted to call it or what the kind of concept around it was because a lot of the times i was chatting to people and they're saying oh you could just you know make it like really different make it really weird and that'll be your kind of thing from the podcast and I just got so disheartened, I think, for... I, I was going to try to make, like, a game show podcast for a while there. And I was just like, Connor, you just want to chat to people. Make it easy for them. Don't make it as complicated. So as soon as I land on that, where I said, that's what podcasts are for. They're for people's conversations and for chats. They don't have to be overly produced or anything. Um, that kind of wind me down a wee bit. And then from there, I was thinking chats, interviews, interviews because Connor Finn. Um, and then yeah kind of took form and uh, I suppose the main thing that kind of pushed me to get it was um, I was like right I'm gonna get a proper graphic for it and then that way I'm invested in this that's the only investment I actually have in this like I still don't have a microphone I was trying to explain to you earlier I literally use my iPhone and just do a wee voice record and go hey guys like see for any of the opens of the kind of podcast if I this is why I don't record them on video because I sit under a blanket under my bed and I look like you know a little hobbit in the bar like it's it's a rough going so this is actually quite high quality um for yourself which um I mean th that's what I bring to the game I mean we're getting that we're getting a bit of a sort of inside peek behind the curtain uh, if you will uh you know behind the sheet yeah, yeah past past the you know the pr professional graphics and the awesome you know podcast in itself we've got a kid under yeah. his blanket you know muttering <laughs> softly yeah, well, I mean I've I've been doing it for years might as well just record it so um <laughs> <laughs> love it man well listen i had a listen to your to your episode with justine and uh, i really enjoyed it and uh you know it's just I, I would say it's one of those things where you know the the podcast is is you know it's your guests and it's you and it's it's nice that like off the bat you've got someone who you're obviously very um you know if you've got a really relaxing tone and you're you've, it's a great you've got a great sense of humor and i feel like you bring that out of your guests as well and uh you know it was a great it was a good why what's wrong you, you don't like hearing compliments this is it something you're not used to <laughs> very unused to but also i'm this is probably the first bit of feedback i've got from it um otherwise um because i think as anybody who does create their own stuff you're probably the exact same you're so critical of it um so hearing that is really nice because I loved the podcast, but I almost wasn't going to upload it because I thought I did so many mistakes. Um, one being, I didn't really record it properly. And also, I got quite drunk on it. Um, if you listen, you can hear me glugging wine and uncapping things. So I don't put that in the description, um, but you have an exclusive here now. So um, I'm glad that it doesn't come across. I'm just like the giggles and stuff. I'm gasping for air. It literally <laughs> is because Justine is such a fantastic, just person in general but she's a direct line to my funny bone that plus alcohol plus nerves meant that the entire podcast i find myself listening back squealing um so but i'm glad it didn't translate as bad as that sorry of course not I'm no it's okay um, were you were you feeling nervous <laughs> oh god yeah yeah um because it's completely putting yourself out there do you know what i mean like i'm sure you can relate um it's you're I think so many times uh things recently as well over the internet people are kind of held accountable for anything they do say so part of me was really afraid that i would need to censor myself 
and I would need to really cut stuff down. And then I thought, oh, those aren't the podcasts I like listen to. But then you still want to be like, oh God, I really can't like disparage someone on this or be like call it for liable. Um, Cause I think there's even a part in it that I had to completely cut out cause I just slid it into um, this pizza chain that I used to work for. And uh, I was so conscious about it um, that I, somebody in this pizza chain corporation would hear about me slagging off and it would come for me so yeah uh was wasn't nervous beforehand but after very much so so was um breaking it yeah yeah man i just think it's what it, you're totally right about it you know especially if you're used to being uh, maybe an unfiltered person in general life you know um it's one of those things as well like i do i even felt like moving into tv and stuff i felt like i did have to kind of refine myself a wee bit for the professional world and like when you do realize like okay this is a real job it's a real thing of course i need to like not be like myself on a saturday night kind of thing and it's but it's also like you when you have people on like you don't want to feel like too you know um you know what i mean you don't want to feel too podcasty hey how's it going you know you just want to be you i yeah i think you're afraid of going too much into like the radio sphere where it's kind of like hello and you're listening to blah blah blah, you know that kind of way but um i just i i it's what you said there about you want to like once you got into tv you wanted to be a bit more professional than just being down at the pub thank god you had that filter in your head because i talk about so constantly that i do not have that filter um in my head as soon as i go in somewhere i'm like we're all best friends we're just gonna be working together this is just like people doing people things and i think it catches me in so much trouble i get far far too familiarized with people far too quickly for my own bad um so uh yeah well, i think I'm, I'm no I mean, now at least we can use that for good. Now, finally, you can put you the yeah. power of, 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 you know, of uh, your personality, you know, for, for your own benefit, you know? <laughs> exactly. That's it. No, yeah. Um, anything that I do say is I'm completely culpable for. I'm not representing <laughs> anybody other than my own self, which is, uh, I don't know why I'm putting that at less value, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's just the way that's just the way you're sort of made to think you know sometimes when you work in certain areas um but yeah I mean it was sort of a perfect transition for you and I feel like you know people people who listen to this podcast may not know who you are what you've done before but um when you say you're busy through lockdown like it hasn't really changed you've been quite busy throughout um throughout your time in tv and around it too um you know if you're not working in tv shows you're you're doing stuff with RTS futures and everything like that you know um, tell us a wee bit about your time with RTS Futures and kind of, um, I guess, if people don't know you, give them a wee bit of catch up of what Connor Finn's been up to. Yeah, geez, sorry, I, I completely forgot. People actually don't know who I am. Uh, <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, no, of course. Like, like that's why I always find funny anybody like does come on the podcast. I say, do you want to plug anything? As if they're going to come for me instead of the other person way around. Um, but no, essentially, um, my name is Connor Finn um i the way i got into rts futures which is um royal television society um kind of a youth board of it um we uh i was in university um must have only been about first year up in university also culvery and studying media production and very quickly i realized that so much of trying to get work in the industry was about the experience not your education so I bricked myself and went, fuck, I have two years left to get myself some experience. 
started applying for random things, literally went in for interviews and they were like, what experience should you have? Uh, which I was thrilled at least to even get an interview for some things. But um, it was like, what experience should you have? And they said, a year university, like literally nothing else. I can make you a good coffee. Which in hindsight, I mean, essential skill right there. Uh, I've, I very much should have plugged that into every interview I've been in. But um, a lot of times they were saying, have you worked on set? Have you done anything like this? And I was going, no, but like, I'd be really good at it. Do you know what I mean? You just, you really want to be in any of those positions. Um, but I found out very quickly that um, that would be a thing that I would need to build up. So RTA Futures was my way into it. I applied, I, I didn't even know who they were or what they were. Um, they're the oldest um, television society in the world. And um, essentially it's, uh, what RTS would do is host a lot of events and workshops around the UK um, and Ireland. And I think they might be elsewhere. I'm not actually quite sure. But uh, for getting people, essentially a lot of it is get people into the industry or trying to make some things that are very relevant for people that are in the creative industries, whether it's TV, film, games, journalism, kind of all of those branch site uh, areas. But um, yeah, I seen a thing on Twitter, applied for it um, over a summer because I was like, just trying to get things and things weren't working out. Got accepted to it, um, came in, still not knowing really what it was. So it took me about a couple of months to find out what RTS Futures was while I was actually in it um, and organizing things for them, like these workshops. And then, yeah, I kind of, ever since I kind of worked uh, doing bits and bobs between uni and part-time jobs um, and I became the vice chair and then I became the actual chair of the committee and then I was just finishing off university by that time um, which is geez, only about a year ago now I've graduated but yeah I uh, then have came down to Dublin since for another job and just couldn't commit myself to doing that part-time in Belfast but um, yeah that's kind of it's been it's been probably one of the best things for me um, in terms of work and all I've like yeah. it led it's led me on to everything since so yeah i mean like you've kind of veer i've always seen you veering towards the presenting side of things as well like you know um you've been no stranger to having a mic in your hand that's for sure um i mean i met you the first time i met you actually i didn't realize this but it was at the bloody rts awards and you were interviewing people for the rts awards and just i think i give you a bloody long-winded answer you were like yeah <laughs> just knew that in 10 seconds mate um, I, I, again similar situation to anything that I didn't like I mean didn't even have like that was my own camera didn't even have any microphone was using my iPhone 5s at the time actually so um proper pristine quality <laughs> and also we me and my friend that I dragged into it we didn't even like watch the awards we got tickets but then we sat outside just drinking away the wine because we knew that was going to be gone afterwards so when I was interviewing you I was like we kind of moved from who would be on the camera between like who was most sober to speak to somebody at the time um yeah it's not a good trait of mine so i'm seeing a pattern now connor just of this alcoholic abuse that you seem to have throughout your career <laughs> I, now that now that i said out loud um <laughs> but i think it is one of those things so in the industry like especially for kind of place that we've worked in and uh i think people work so hard in the industry that um when everybody does get like even a night to calm down even though most people are working the next day like just even a night off or whatever i think people are just like straight to my veins just like feed me with whatever yeah. alcohol that you have it's a world of extremes um, 
for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I and I talk to it like a duck to water, like so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so but, here, um, so here you're working at Joe. Um, and tell me about that experience because it seems to me like you know you've had this really great experience where you can. Um, you know, liaise with celebrities and kind of get constant content coming out. Joe really got their sort of finger on the pulse of those kind of viral videos and things like that. Tell me about that experience and kind of how that has kind of helped you with, you know, moving that into the podcast. Yeah. Um, so I suppose disclaimer, by the way, um, things have moved around quite a lot since lockdown. I no longer work for Joe, unfortunately, They're um, lost. but exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, but you were drinking but, again, weren't you, Connor? That was it. I, that's that's essentially what. It, yeah, this is me again, blacklisting myself from every opportunity. You're, you're in a rehab center now, aren't you? Connor? You're not. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Arma. That's why you can't see daylight right now. Is because they just they bar the windows up. Um, but no, um, Joe was amazing for the short time that I was there. Um, and yeah, it wasn't like anything I'd ever done before because um, they're technically a digital publishing company rather than anything TV or radio or film or anything. So I land down to it um, about uh, end of October. Um, I seen a job application come up, applied, lucky enough to get an interview. And I was already doing bits and bobs for um, a radio company down in Dublin anyway, as News Talk. So I was really lucky one of the days that they wanted me to come in for the interview. I was already down or else I probably wouldn't have been able to come. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get offered it. And I said, grand, had about a week to completely move my life down to Dublin, um, which was stressful enough. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got down there, it was amazing. Um, the offices are tiny, um, but everybody in there is incredibly talented. And <clears throat> I said this even when I was kind of leaving as well, I was like, I can't believe you guys allowed me to be in the same room as like this many crazy, you know, experienced, talented people. And uh, even more so um, to let me make these little videos, as you said, liaison with kind of some celebrities and things. Because, uh, yeah, my role in the place was social creative um, or junior social creative. And uh, essentially, I didn't have a specific job description, but more so we they'd have some articles or they'd have some things um that they would need pushed out on socials because all of their stuff was digital i would take care of a lot of that stuff but on the side they wanted to push as you said the joe kind of brand like joe's very well known for being the voice of irish people home and abroad is their kind of slogan um so they really encouraged me and the rest of the guys that were in the social creative um kind of we department about four of us all together um to go make our own things and uh yeah it uh i took full advantage of it um made a wee food series um one of them funny enough my last one um tried out cocktails at about half 10 in the morning filming our kind of responses and stuff and yeah got to kind of do things like lately toy show and um interviewing greg o'shea so like people sometimes ask like how did i get any of those things literally i would just come with an idea and um a lot of times it was just a yes or no kind of thing but um it was complete creative freedom and um so grateful for them for it so uh yeah that's that's how a lot of it came around was just me walking in and saying here do you mind if we try this and 
nobody had the sense to say no so <laughs> <laughs> that's great well they obviously gave you a sort of platform where you can like really like like the job title and and intends you can be creative and you can you know put ideas out there what what a better there's no better place really to try it out than than joe for sure um i guess this kind of leads i usually do another segment before this but i guess it kind of perfectly leads me into it and it is absolutely one of my favorite segments because you know every week i say this is a weird industry and every week people prove me right so um connor without further ado this is weird industry tales so connor tell me tell me your tell me your weird industry tale please um so my weird industry tale this took quite a lot quite a while for me to kind of figure out what it would be even at the first standoff because I feel like a lot of weird things happen to me, but I don't register they're weird until I tell them to somebody else and then they go, what the fuck? Um, so it probably was down a Joe that this one happened because it's probably one of the most fresh ones at my mind. But um, essentially, uh, late at the toy show, I don't know if people have heard about it. If they haven't, shame on you. Um, essentially, RT do this uh, thing called late at the show and I do late at the toy show over Christmas. And it's iconic, I think. Um, it's part of my culture. Um, especially alongside people will kind of... It's just... It's the most chaotic kind of TV show it is. For about two hours, these kids come on and they try different things, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, bit of background behind the show. I uh, We got asked from um, RT, they said, right, we're doing day before press thing at it. Um, you guys are invited, but um, you can come in. You're going to get pictures of the place. We're going to show what the kind of theme is. Um, but use uh, there's an embargo on any of the content. You can't put it up until the day of because it's like it's. I think it's the most televised or the most watched thing in Ireland. Um, so uh, me being there all of about two minutes, uh, put my hands straight up and said, <laughs> "Dibs, I'm going." Um, with no other plans other than I just wanted to nerd out. Um, I found it kind of insane that they allowed me in and essentially all I did was film things off my phone and um, the weirdest experience about it was um, meeting the infamous Ren Turbody. Um I <laughs> had about two seconds to give him any questions I wanted to um, and I decided to blow it a little bit. Um, but he, he's great though, he's 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 absolutely amazing. But like I essentially asked him, everybody's asking about like, oh, what's the best toy that played with whatever like this? I thought I'd go, you know, try and like catch him out a wee bit. And I said, what's the worst toy that you've ever had to deal with on the show? And instead he just spun it straight around, like he's so well media trained, but um, he just went around to me saying, well, the best toy that I've ever tried on. So for this show, I was like, I was so caught off guard on how well trained he was that I thought I wanted to document this. I essentially made a video showing how chaotic like this press release was. He was on like this mini ice Zamboni thing that he like drove into like the photographers that were all set up. There's one where he like carries around this child. I essentially put on that like really demonic music and edited it down to put out in Joe and um, they very much went, Connor, love your angle not for us um kind of thing but uh from that day i think it's literally just a surreal experience where i can look back at it and i was like because i remember the whole time that i was filming this i didn't have my head to make this thing set night um but everything that happened that was going on in this place was just so chaotic he had like this bb gun and he's going like say hello to my little friend like firing these like nerf guns at people and i was like what cracked in 
is this um it was just insane and then they had children dancing around him and i don't know my mind went to another place but um i think it's hilarious um very strange for me and um yeah i managed to document it and uh if you want to see the full thing it's on my instagram <laughs> i couldn't publish it for absolutely all the right reasons but Fair enough. yeah absolutely i mean you were drunk again that's connor that's what it was you were just I wasn't even. I swear to. I went. I, I. I. feel like it was a fever dream. If anything, like Jesus. Um. So not very exciting to many other people, but for me, that's a standout. Like, fucking hell. Like, I feel like you just lifted up the curtain and you seen the Wizard of Oz and you went, Christ, we'll put it back down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. But like, it's just one of those things as well, where you must have like a mic in your hand, just pointing it at the prod. Someone just being like, how the hell am I the one holding this microphone? Like, and they're talking and you're like, Oh my God. Now I've got to have to, I'm going to have to say something now. And there's, I always think like when you're, I watched the Greg O'Shea interview and I was thinking like, I was so high on love Island. Like, you know, that, that's particular series. I was like, Oh my God, how did he get there? I suppose everyone was thinking that, but like, obviously happy for you. But it was like, there must be just a moment where you're like, you'd have to either, like the the moment might get to you or you just like lean into the whole thing and just like go for it but like what's your thought process like when you're when you're like interviewing a celebrity or somebody and you're in that weird moment um again i over familiarize myself with these people not in terms of like really get to know them and do deep bio search anything like that more so to the fact i think i probably good thing i kind of humanize everybody a little bit in my terms where like so again, I was in Joe about a week. They sent our email saying, Greg O'Shea is in Dublin. He hasn't done a press thing or anything like this. Would anybody be up for doing anything? Again, I just stuck my hand straight up. Um, couldn't, again, a similar thing actually couldn't be put out in Joe because I took too long to edit and stuff. But um, I just thought, oh my God, I'd love to meet this man. Because I was on a similar high after doing that. and um, uh, Or after watching Love Island, and uh, which I'd usually never do. But funny enough, I watched that season. And uh, yeah, about, at about half an hour and I decided to make a quiz for him and just because I knew he'd done law, it was for a Just Eat thing. Um, so I thought we'll quiz him on food laws, like really old Irish ones and see if he can get them. Um, but yeah, I think that has set me up for anything that I've done since, um, which I've been so lucky, lucky as well. Like I, as I've said, all of these are just complete, like I apply for everything and I'm just lucky that something like, you know, catches on me to get like get these opportunities i have no way any authority in any of this but um i think any interviews i do with people that are of kind of that manner or of that kind of like in my head even like how big they are um you just have to talk to them like like as if they're there's somebody on the street that you've never met before because at the end of the day that's all they are and that's all that you have to kind of go off um but yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't that's what i go in with it um and try not to offend them or say anything that is too precarious because again over familiarization i tend to just lean on the weird side as my humor kind of tends to go down that trajectory and um whether it works or not we're finding out <laughs> it's yeah, well, trial and error yeah, yeah i might i might stumble across like a like a viral like 30 million hits of you know 
guy you know says awkward question to like you know nicholas cage and uh, goes horribly wrong but until oh. that day happens you know um all, all's going well so far like <laughs> apparently so yeah 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 like that's that's the lie that i keep feeding to people yeah it's going great yeah like being yeah. like the me and dublin going fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well um i think connor you're probably um although ver- being very busy i'm sure you're having your fair share of um Con- content uh digestion um in, in the sort of weird times that we're having so um, i'm really interested to hear and for the title card and this beautiful transition we're going to go for connor's lockdown classics okay connor now hit me up with your top three shows and from number three okay top three shows uh for my lockdown classics First of all, I want to say TikTok should be on this instead of just shows because that is, um, I spent more time on that than I have around my family and it's disgraceful. Um, but anyways, my top three shows that I have written down, um, had a bit of a quorum around this, but I've landed. Number three is on Netflix, it's The politi- the Politician, Ryan Murphy's um, another series that he's done. Um, loved it simply because um, I absolutely adore it. Those kind of like stupidly like micro aggressive melodramas, um, but with everything styled so nice nicely and palated really well. Um, I think they're such a funny and entertaining thing to watch. Storyline not so great in it. Um, and the acting's a wee bit pedantic to be honest. But I like again. I think there's so many crap shows that I watched over lockdown that that was one of the st- standout ones for me that I thought, yeah, this one's a goodie. Perfect. Um, number two was um, Hulu's uh, The Great, starring Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. I don't think many people have actually watched this, um, but essentially it's kind of last year or was it year before, they, there was a um, his tech kind of satirical history movie um the favorite starring um emma stone so Mm. it's along the same lines as that where they decided to uh, it's from the people that created the favorite they decided to emulate it but in a tv series but go down the role of catherine the great and uh how she goes into russia and stuff like this so again quite microaggressive like microaggressions in this these wee dramas um and they're just a bit quirky and weird and i think that's why i've kind of gravitated to a lot it's just things of a bit escapist that like mm. you know won't happen in real life so um yeah that was my number two and of course number one i don't know if anybody said this on yours before i i i'm pretty sure everybody's talked about this but normal people i um it had to be my number one i wasn't even going to put it on the list and then as soon as i said i went what am i talking about Binged it in two days, um, had emotional turmoil for weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was honestly just brilliant. Like, I, there's nothing else. Everybody's already said what I could say about it. Like, I mean, it speaks for itself. The, yeah, and one actual variety. thing I discovered recently that bloody Paul Mescal is like an, a lo- he's a lovely singer. He's got a great voice. Have you heard him sing? <sighs> I swear to God, like, I mean it's annoying how like well like decent human being like you know great singer great actor um i'm just so happy for him but geez he doesn't leave it easy for any of the other guys in ireland like does he at all um but yeah i know and even i thought dizzy edgar jones even her like irish accent i like i did not know until i heard her in other interviews i was like 
are you kidding me sure he's from Maynooth as well like south from Dublin and yeah. um, they're doing like these Sligo accents and uh, oh just everything and I was just like for people that are relatively unknown in the industry to get that such spike like and people being like well done that was good like just it's I think those one of those ones that you're you know it's synonymous or is that a word yeah synonymous it is a word uh, it is a word lockdown yeah here we are connor two podcaster alcoholics trying to do what we can to be successful and bloody (laughs) paul mescal is singing with dermot kennedy like what do we have to do here a duet what what is it i don't know can i i might just have to try and call him up and do an interview about like i don't know like laws acting laws I, yeah I don't, I don't know yeah i'm gonna pull, pull out nowhere i'll ask him about the bally harness ad that he did with danny that that'll be oh, yeah. like my fun twist of him since i got greg o'shea i mean yeah. the next step up has to be paul i mean yeah. you have what you have to do is you have to unearth like the dark crevices of his acting career and find out if he did like a school play and it's on video or something and just really make him feel shit about himself just for one moment you know oh yeah yeah i gotta like you know take him down a couple of pegs yeah and yeah. then and then, hit, and then, of course, just receive it, hate from everybody else in the world. But worth it. Yeah, it'd be great. I know. I think what you should do, really, because I think the, the writing was also so great in Normal People, what we, we, we should really do is we should kind of, um, almost like a sting operation, you get them on a, on a one-on-one kind of video call, record the screen, so technically you're filming a film, and you should write, rewrite a, a scene in Normal People in just the way that you'd like it to be present mm. him with the script and then he can't hide from the writing it's all acting from there on it's, and it's it's never going to work I, for him that way <laughs> i don't know right, why i'm so bitter right but to, right down my alley manipulation you know <laughs> shadow and mirrors um it, it fits my it fits my scheme of thing um yeah so why not paul yeah, let's do it, um <laughs> don't don't take hate of this this is this, this is just all for show it's, yeah it's show. maybe it's, it's not normal happen. people maybe it's like kind of dead on people or something like that you know just trying to t- yeah. give it a bit of a tweak to it you know <laughs> oh yeah just you wait honestly oh you know what it's, it's i'm it's not being copyright i'm just writing it down now yeah <laughs> good luck. um so here the last thing just to close out the podcast um tell me you know I want this podcast to be to be constructive in a way. I want people to come away with an episode and feeling like you know they could t- take something from my guests. And uh, I do think you've kind of had a lot of experiences in certain areas that you know it's a little bit different. It's not quite like the the trajectory that everyone would have if they're looking to be a producer or things like that. So I find yours is, is a little bit different than others. So what kind of resources or kind of advice might you have for for any of the listeners on the podcast? Um. God, I, just when you said there about um, me being able to offer some advice, why would you invite me onto this for fucking advice? <laughs> it was like, a mistake, Connor, advice. but let's it clean was, this up. Yeah, <laughs> a great mistake. Um, no, uh, the reason I think that my trajectory has been so strange in this is, as I kind of said, I kind of apply for everything. I chance my arm um, at whatever kind of goes and see how far I can get. So I've actually figured this out the other day. I've worked in every single format now in me like i'm pretty sure every single format now i've worked in all genres of tv i've worked in film i've worked in radio and now digital so i mean employers out there (laughs) if you're listening (laughs) Um, but um no my piece of advice is literally 
I still feel like I'm not sure what I want to do until I got to show and then I said great I was given an opportunity to create things shoot film present and I said this is entirely what I wanted to do I feel like a lot of times people get pigeonholed because it's like if you want to be a producer you gotta do maybe runner researcher that kind of trajectory upwards which I have kind of worked in but I know it's not my strength I think I'm all right at it but I know I don't have a passion in it um but yeah I think the best way to find out as I still kind of am is to and I've taken it from um a friend that kind of initially kind of introduced me into this world of media but literally just apply for everything um be grateful for everything that you get because it is such a tough thing to get started out in um and then also you realize that no matter even what industry i think this just like applies for any kind of job be dead on people will want to work with you if you're a good person and if you are reciprocal to them and you treat them normally there's i think there's no other kind of well no this industry especially there i think there can be sometimes a tendency for some people if they get a bit well known luckily i've never really encountered it but i feel like it does exist where they get a bit well known or if they start to you know build up to a stage where um they are, have been notoriety around them they can have a bit of a head on them and i think because everybody is so well linked in this industry it's all about networking it's all about meeting people word travels and i think as long as you stay humble and here's me being like staying humble like i'm the worst <laughs> like you can't like you can't get my head out of a room like it doesn't fit through the door um but i feel like i also slag myself enough to, to allow it but, um, yeah 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 but stay humble be a bit of crack and um yeah chat your arm because again as i said i like all of these things that i've gotten into it's been literally just by me applying for things that other people have said oh i wouldn't apply for that and I have, and now I can do those other things. But um, class, man. Yeah. I think you know, um, certainly um, an example of someone who just throws himself into everything head first. And if you don't like uh, wine or coffee by now, guys, um, start drinking it, and eventually it'll come back to you in a good way. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll come back one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Connor, um, now we're about to wrap up the podcast, but where would people want to find interviews if they want to listen to it? Okay. Um, first time I've had to plug the news. Um, <laughs> Woo, it's a big thanks. deal. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, yeah. So if you want to find Finch Views, um, I am on all listening platforms, essentially. Um, but on socials, you can find me on Interviews Podcast, um, on Instagram or on Twitter. It's Interviews Pod. Um, and then again, if you want to even find me, it's ConnorFin98. Everything's kind of linked in a way. Um, if you find one, you'll find the other. And uh, yeah, but if you want to follow, very much appreciate it. And you can hear me do what I do best and chat shit. Have a creep, guys. <laughs> Have a creep, Connor Finn, and you'll the podcast will find you. Um, Connor, it's been a it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the podcast today, man. Take it easy, and uh, all the best for the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Human Collective Podcast. Remember, like and subscribe our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify for all future podcasts. You know it.